I'm Andy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 47, Co-ops Part 2. I'm Mandy. I'm Jessica. And this is The The Coop. Coop. Today, we have part two of Co-ops, our Coop group. Everyone's going to love it because it's about our Coop group. Duh. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. But before we dive in, Mandy, what's your scoop? Okay, I love getting ready for the new year. We've already done planning your year and stuff like that. Yep. So... Today, during a little bit of free time, I started going through my bookshelf and saying, you know what? I have all these books like smashed in here and half of them, I know the kids aren't excited about. Right. And half of them, half of those are reference books that I just want to have available, but I'm like, they don't care about oceans right now. I haven't heard any, you know. No one's asking. Yeah. We we don't go to SeaWorld on a regular basis Right. right now. We used to go at least right. once a week, you know. No one's writing a book about jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really have to have them available. So I have that pile over here. Mm-hmm. And I start pulling out. And I like I, I instead put in our uh, indigenous American, uh, uh, what's that? Diorama. Diorama. Nice. Put that in. And, oh, and, it looks great. Yeah, I'm just working my way up the, right. the bookshelf. And then they'll just go into... Um, a bin, the ones that I don't want to keep. Super fun. For out, but mm-hmm. for the future, they'll be there. Because I have a whole nother pile of books for next year that are already ready right. and ordered that I need to put in there. Right. And then I was trying to think of how I wanted to organize it to make sure I got through those books. Sure. And didn't forget, oh, I really want to do this book and we did this and then forgot about it. Totally. So I was doing that today. That's fun. <laughs> I know, it was fun. It was inspiring for next year. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, last week we went to Universal Studios. Fun. Yes. Uh, we had annual passes last year. And um, because of COVID, our passes were extended. And then they just reopened mid-April for one month for those pass holders. So you still made a reservation. It was still low admissions. Um, but it was just for those pass holders, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was all people who already knew the park. You know, you weren't having people who didn't have a mission when mm-hmm. they were there. Um, so I took my daughter for the Mother's Day trip. We didn't get to go on last year. And we had a blast. But what was really fun is she was agreeable to jumping back into our social studies. So we turned on our story of the world. We re-listened awesome. to the American Revolution. Um and in Story of the World, it's very brief, their history of the American Revolution, yeah. you know? So it's actually, or the Revolutionary War. So it was actually great because I already had who was George Washington queued up. I already had um, who was Alexander Hamilton. And then we listened to, um, oh, we listened to what was the Declaration of Independence. So you listened to all those? Yeah, we did oh. that. Yeah. yeah. So between. On the two-and-a-half-hour drive up and the three-something-hour drive home, we listened to all of this and the Hamilton soundtrack. Wow, history is done. Right? Chuck. But it felt so great, and she was into it, and so it was just exciting. And then because I was, we were listening to different tellings of the same historical time period, we would have things reinforced. You know, we heard three different versions of the Boston Massacre. Yeah. But she knows... That it's funny that it's named the massacre because yeah, it's five or seven people oh, died. Oh, I thought it was one person. No, but it was it was conflated to prove a point. It was you know to the benefit of the rebels, you know, to say that the English soldiers are firing on innocent people. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like they agitated the soldiers. Not that shooting people was okay, yeah. but it was but a little. It was a boy that got shot. That first, was a right? different moment. Oh, and okay. That led up to the Boston Massacre. Oh, so okay. that's what kind of led up to soldiers being around, and people were angry, mm. and so they were throwing snowballs at the English soldiers. Snowballs sounds yeah. a little bit like 
today's environment a little bit. Right, you know? but how much provoking do you take? You mm-hmm. know, so anyway, not justifying anyone's position here, <laughs> yeah. but she thinks it's hilarious that the misnomer is yeah. the Boston Massacre. It's hilarious that there was a massacre. Right. <laughs> right? And, but she lives in a time where she hears about, like, oh, totally. Real things that yeah. are huge. And so to know that... It the was, atomic bomb. Right. I mean, but by the time you hear about a massacre down in South Carolina, you know, two months later, you know, like it doesn't matter if it was five or seven people. You're enraged because, right. yeah. yeah. So it's just it was fascinating, and it's just really neat to have it reinforced through multiple sources, um, but that you don't feel bored, right? You know, like yes, I heard this fact, but it's through the story of how George George Washington got involved. You yeah. Know? So it's it's fun that's to listen cool. to it. Yeah. yeah. So that's our scoop. All right. Now to part two, our coop group. Very exciting. Um, so I wanted to start with how did we begin? What's the fuzzy origin story of our coop group? Um, I mean, I know that you and I, when we we had both always had this long-term plan to homeschool our kids. Uh-huh. So it wasn't something we found ourselves doing. We knew we wanted to homeschool. Some of you have probably listened to my backstory at some point and know that I was homeschooled in high school and was essentially a casual member of, an, of a co-op. Mm-hmm. It was sort of an informally organized co-op. It was a bunch of moms working to put on these enriching activities, and any homeschooler was invited. Mm. Some things we had to pay for, and some things mm. were just because they wanted to take care of homeschooled kids in high school. So I was an honorary member of this informal co-op, and um, it was amazing, and it was awesome, and I knew that these beautiful communities were possible. I never once you know, took a, a homeschooling workshop or seminar or conference or convention or whatever and learned about them in a formal setting I just always had this daydream of like oh well I can do that if these moms could do it for a bunch of us high schoolers I'm sure I can find other moms that we can do this for young kids too and that would be fun yeah you know but and I know that you well when I took the class I have to say it was before I think my son was probably right you still took that three or four Yeah. yeah and it was very abstract to me, the whole, oh, you're going to need some buy-in. I was like, what? You know, it didn't right. totally make sense to me because the the friends I was making at the time, I it, it was just, just beyond what I was. Right. You just weren't there. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't there. And so I think when I realized I needed more friends around me, I am a community builder usually yeah. where I go anyways. I am an organizer. I, right. And when I did the craft extravaganza, you said, I've been wanting to do an actual co-op. Right. And I was like, oh. And then the other women there, you're like, would you guys be interested in that? It's like, yeah. Yeah. And I think the fact that we had even just one event that we brought in, and it just happened that Mm -hmm. everyone there except for one family that came we're homeschoolers. It just happened because it was in the summer. It could have happened at right. any time. Right. But it was in the summer, so anyone could come. Right. And the people I knew happened to be homeschooling. Right. Because uh, your daughter took my the ballet class mm-hmm. I was teaching, and we met three other moms, and one of them is not homeschooling, mm-hmm. and so she didn't come to the craft ex- extravaganza. Mm-hmm. But... They, she became a mom that we really meshed with through dance and getting to know each other there. And who knew that you would find multiple homeschooling families in one dance class? Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And so then that became an organic place to draw from. Mm-hmm. So from your craft extravaganza to, was it Charlie? I think next was Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, then we did the book club. And that was in uh, January because I knew we needed to do it after Christmas. And it was right after Augie was born. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, oh, yeah. I was and like, well, That's well. when you introduced him to the world. Right. Yeah. And, and Jake came. And Jake came because he was off paternity on paternity leave. leave. Mm-hmm. And I had different stations of different yeah. things going on. And it was overwhelming for me because I hadn't dealt with group bigger groups with a whole bunch of little kids. Right. At the same time like <sighs> that. 
But the moms jumped in and they helped and I left the room and they're still mixing food coloring with milk and I've moved on to helping them decorate their bags. Victoria and I were trying to make the stress balls. Oh my word. That was the craft extravaganza. Oh, that was. That was was three stations of kids. Like there were over 20 kids there. Yeah, I forgot. That was the wrong one, but yeah. Oh, and the slime. I had them making kinetic sand. Uh, the stress balls and slime. Yeah, so us moms had a great time. Yeah, and none of them worked. <laughs> well, I tested yeah. out all of them. Right. And but you had to be really the, precise. Yeah, the recipes weren't really working. The kids are all... They're bored. Four and yeah. five. They got bored like that. If it didn't instantly happen, they're well, like, huh. But the thing that was cool about the slime was it was uh, temperature right. changing. So once, I think it was uh, Victoria's daughter, once... Hers came to fruition, then everyone's like, what? Yeah. Oh, it's working. Yeah. yeah. And then the kinetic sand didn't work. The stress balls we actually had for a while. If you don't do it, if you do it a lot, then it softens up. Yeah. If you've ever made um, cornstarch slurry to, to thicken a stew or something, it's basically like that. So, Inside a balloon. Right. And or so double, double bagged balloon. To get it in there was the problem. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't think I had funnels. I mean, I don't remember, because you have to keep it moving to keep it liquid. So as soon as it stops moving, it becomes this solid, hard mass again. Which makes it a stress ball, because you've got to really... Right, uh, but you have to get it in there to be a stress ball. Otherwise, you just have... You guys are probably outside in the heat, too. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) I do. Anyways, yeah, but it was really fun, and and none of us really knew each other that well. No, no. You know, you might have some people you were closer with, and I might have had some people I was Mm -hmm. closer with. But that that was kind of, you know, the kids were still walking on my couch with their shoes on. You know, there was no understanding of right. of that it even. Was taking gambles. We you were taking gambles and you were inviting the people that you knew that were homeschooling in hopes that it would turn out into being a group to move forward with. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, so then we could have a Charlie and Chocolate Factory book club mm-hmm. and and then you grabbed you you grabbed them all and said we're gonna do uh, Easter Easter, mm-hmm. and that was really and then the and it was on Good Friday so all the yeah. husbands could come not all of them came but a couple yeah. of them came, mm-hmm. which to me helps bond the families yeah. more and bonds the group more because if you don't know each other's husbands that doesn't really you can't really have insight yeah. into that mom as much right. into it's your not friend a family community yeah you know it's because how many things do us moms do with our kids that the dads aren't there for mm-hmm. you know like extracurricular classes you know dance class you know my husband doesn't know half the teachers because mm-hmm. he's working he's yeah. not present at those times you know and so there's only so much that you can do to involve him through the telling of the experiences yeah. you know but that's not the goal like we want you especially had these long-term visions. Like you wanted camping. You oh, wanted yeah. group camping. And that's funny because I was like, oh, my high school friends did that. Like every Labor Day, the moms had their site rented. It was a huge group site. You had to pay in and then you'd reserve your spot. But there was like 50 homeschoolers. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, huge. group camping's right. really fun. It can be. Yeah. But again, you know, um, we'll we'll get into this. It depends on how much you want to be the Oh, yeah. Organizer. I mean, it's, it's work. Is it worth your yeah. work? And eventually it might be. Or you have a buy-in that'll make it necessary. So well, if you I haven't am- listened to part one yet, yeah. you'll hear more what we're talking about, the difference between formally run co-ops and then what we have termed our casual co-op, our coop group. And once you run things, like even though we didn't actually get to go camping because of COVID, we right. did develop our camping lists and yeah. our how-tos. And yeah. so I feel like that when we actually do go camping, hopefully this year as a right. coop group, we will just, that's already developed. We don't right. have to spend time and on that. And I've now met all the dads. Yeah, I've met all the dads now at this point and I feel like I love them too yeah you know I've enjoyed these opportunities to meet the whole family of these kids and moms that I already love right you know and so now I know oh I do feel comfortable going camping with them like I think we can all sit around a fire and have a good time totally and not feel like ooh, you know right (laughs) that's hard you know and us moms are not going camping without our husbands oh no (laughs) 
So I'm not setting up that no. t- carrying the tent right. and the All bins and the yeah. maybe not until my kids are teenagers. Well, maybe and then when they they're can teenagers. Help. Yeah, then, yeah, but yeah. So anyway. Um, for us, it was definitely a big priority to involve the dads where it seems possible. Um, and so, you know, I mean, what is that? Two to three times a year? Yeah. At this point? Maybe more if we add in camping, optional camping opportunities. This year, they're invited to the end of the school year party. Mm -hmm. And I purposely made that on a weekend evening so that they could come if they want. We've done that for dining in the dark. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but they really have to utilize the opportunity when it's offered because yeah. it's not offered much because our coop group takes place right. during the school day. Right. And we said this in part one, we like to be present in our own families also. Mm-hmm. And so that means the weekends are dedicated to being with the dads because we want them to be involved. We want to be a family unit. And so our weekends are usually off limits for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, and outside of small get togethers and right. play dates yeah. that everyone's yeah. good with, but we try not to organize weekend things unless it's way in advance and everyone mm-hmm. knows and it's a whole family event. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the mom's nights out are usually a Wednesday night right. or a weeknight. So we don't encroach on the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, the Friday nights. Mm-hmm. So all right. Um, so that's kind of the beginnings of our co-ops. Mm-hmm. And then after the Easter opportunity, we went camping. Our two families went camping and we had our notebooks. And we well, that was a, even a year later. So in be, before that, that year. Was a whole year later. Yeah. That, before that, that year, we did thing. holidays. Okay. So we, so you and I must have done it more casual. It was How just casual. To it only be, um, I think we just texted. We had group texts and we didn't have as many. Right. Cause it was still basically okay. the dance. Oh group. yeah. That was the camel dairy year. We did the camel dairy. The camel too. dairy was still the more formal year. We have we been doing this longer? Yeah, because when we did our little notebook and our like came up with the coop, that was 2019. So, so we camel had a whole dairy year. Was the year. I thought camel dairy was the year before that. Was it? Okay, maybe it was. I think so. Oh yeah, it was. You're right. Yeah, because there was and, the other Valley Center family. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So we did we did the camel dairy, and then we we made sure every month we did the holiday. Yeah, and well, that's when we did a pumpkin dairy. patch. That was September. Well, who organized it? Was it I not? did. You did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then in October, we did the pumpkin patch just at this local right. one here. And then November, we did the Friendsgiving, but I was mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, I didn't go to the pumpkin patch. Oh, yeah. But yeah. And then in December, uh, did I host it? I hosted a party, a Christmas party. Was that the elf year or was that the year after? That was the I year don't know. after. We do so many. Right. But we did something for Christmas, I feel like. Maybe that was with your previous church still? Mm-mm. That was done already. We did so. Oh, I had the group over and everyone brought an oh, ornament. Oh, we did a daytime. Yeah. yeah, not a family. And person. one husband yeah. came to that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and so then every month we did something. And then the following year, that's when we officially named ourselves. Right. We had our notebook. We had right. our intro video. We had our invite video. Yeah. And that's when we did bring on a couple of new fa- more yeah. families. And what we learned in the year of doing the holidays was that because you and I brought the group together... When we didn't go to things that people knew we weren't coming, whether it was coincidence or not, it seemed like other people would start dropping out. Mm -hmm. And so then it was really hard. And then there was a lot of pressure on you and I that neither of us or that we couldn't both miss something. So if we both had a sick kid, what were we going to do? Because Mm -hmm. if we weren't there, this event just wouldn't even happen. I know. Right. So, and that's not that, that's not what you want. That wasn't what we wanted. I wouldn't say it's unhealthy, but it's. It's not well. well it's, it's, not not, it's not healthy for the group to be dependent, dependent on yeah. us, and nor for our children because that's who they were friends with. Right. And so, if the friendship is not forming outside of our children, that's a lot of pressure be, on them. Yeah, that was a lot of pre- that was a lot of pressure yeah. on them. Yeah. And it's been really great because now people are getting together and doing play dates yeah. without us being invited. Right. Which is awesome. Totally. And of course. I, I think every once in a while I feel a little FOMO and I'm like, no, That's I want, want that for them. That's right. what, that we need that in, intimate development. Right. We are not going to be able to be every person's best friend. Yeah. But I love that I have a group of solid mom friends and mm-hmm. my kids have a group of friends, mm-hmm. but they're not, I tell my daughter all the time, I don't expect you to be everybody's best friend. Right. I expect, you know, kindness and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. But 
I know you're not going to be everybody's best friend and that needs to be a mutual thing. And Mm -hmm. so when we invited people in, it just took a little bit of time for everyone to settle in. So I'm not sure that we could have done it any differently. Well, I think that's just what the, the nugget of advice is for others is to say, give it time. Yeah. The growing pains. There's going to be growing pains, especially if you go in it and you're inviting people you already know. Mm -hmm. If you go in it with a bunch of strangers, then there's a little less, but we invited people we knew because those are people we already naturally formed a relationship with and wanted to keep growing with. Well, and I remember different people were asking me for play dates and I really value my days at home. Right. And what between gymnastics and I think we were doing swim, swimming lessons right. or whatever, we were all the things we were doing, I didn't have time for play dates every other day. No. And this was also another way of getting all the play dates to happen. So I actually had one person say, Well, you're not asking me to do any play dates. I'm like, the coop is the play date. Come to it. If you come to the coop, that's the play date. That's your play date with me. Right. That that's why I'm doing it. To right. make sure my kid gets play dates with your kid right. and these other kids. I can't schedule all these. Yeah. And so this is another callback to part one. The people who are involved in your group need to have the same understanding. Mm-hmm. And so if someone is using the group to meet certain needs that isn't the the common goal of the group, it may not be a good fit. Right. And that's that's its own podcast is talking yeah. about uh, the fit of people in your co-op. But that's for you to decide. Um, but I think it's it has to be very clear. Like, oh, no, I'm using the Coop Group for this kind of thing. I already have different friends that we do different things with. You know, mm-hmm. like you have your your friends in, in the other county that yeah. you have prioritized. And so mm-hmm. that's already your once a week. Or you had Disneyland passes. Mm-hmm. So that was your day away from home. Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't opportunity for more. Right. And your kids, if your kids aren't asking... Yeah, you know, exactly. When they're asking, then I'm right. trying to follow up. Right. And while at the same time, while we did want our coop group to grow friendships within the coop group, it didn't mean specifically only asking you and me right. for these one-on-one play dates also, even though that's okay. Yeah. It just wasn't the expectation, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, just pointing this out, expect some drama. Yeah. There's always in a, a co-op. Bit. I mean, yeah. it's relationships and it's interaction yeah. and it's communication. And, and that's part of the growing too. I feel yeah. like over time, as we all sync with each other, yeah. it's kind of like the monthly thing, right? <laughs> Eventually you'll all be synced. Yes. And, but we'll all be synced with each other, but it takes some time to get there and some feeling out and some vulnerability yeah. and deciding, do I say something? Do I not? Yeah. And I feel like, so, um, the year that we did all of the formal, you know, we came up with the coop group and mm-hmm. the video and everything. I, that year I had said, we need more frequency mm-hmm. because we need to develop the relationships. So when you have one family who can't come to the once monthly activity. Yeah. There's now, yeah. Big then, vacancy. Right. Yeah. And because we chose to grow that group that particular year, we, I was like, we need more frequency. And that wasn't your thing. You're like, oh, I don't really want to go meet up yeah. at the park. I don't, we don't need that. Right. Like, okay. That's fine. But that's the point is that you don't have to come to everything. Right. But if more people are coming to more things, then the idea is, you know, the you're creating, form. right. You're yeah. creating more friendships and then maybe everybody can come to the big events. Right. You know? But the the smaller playdates didn't end up working out because even that year, it still turned out if you or I didn't show up, yeah. most people didn't come. Or it was too easy to say no to no, a No, because there, there wasn't something uh, organized. Right. There but, wasn't a, a buy-in. They weren't. They didn't volunteer to bring a food or they right. weren't going to pay their $3 for their craft. And then or, we wouldn't even know who was coming. And, right. and I know one time I showed up and just one other family yeah, showed up. Same. And another time, same yeah. for you. But we felt like, well, one of us had to be there. Right. Was so it going to happen? Tag, you're it. Yeah. yeah. And and then it was like using up a day we could have been at home, you know. Right. And not that having that single family there didn't matter. It was just no, it more did. like yeah. at the same time. Oh, well, then I would have just picked a different time and coordinated with them differently. Right. Then know? I would have just asked them for a play date. Yeah. Or come on over. Right. You know. So that didn't quite work out, but that was a trial and error. 
And so it was and funny because we had many things scheduled that year. Yeah. Well, and I think people did come, though, when it was at the safari park. Yeah. It was just they didn't they want to come to the local park. Yeah. Yeah. So it just depended. It seems like the needs of the group were more experiential. Mm-hmm. They didn't need the, the get-togethers as yeah. much now. But you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that. Yeah. So we had to try because I was like, all right, well, I don't think anyone's getting to know each other. So we got to do more. Yeah. I, well, I agree with the more for sure. Right. I wasn't willing to commit to that, right. but I, I agree with it right. completely. So it was a hard thing for us to choose to do, but we tried it. Then that year became, I, I remember feeling frustrated at the end of that year. And you and I were like, we're not doing anything like this again. Yeah. You know, and so like the end of that school year, we felt uninspired and then we took the summer off and then we we're like oh you ready now yeah and um that was super fun and then 2020 hit yeah so we had a great year leading up to 2020 and we had some great things on the calendar for the mm-hmm. remaining months um when everything got shut down of the school year mm-hmm. and then um that was a bummer and um, you know what's really cool though is that since we were already an established co-op yeah we could actually go through it together we did yeah and we created this whole virtual co-op program which was really rad when we thought it was only going to be a month yeah (laughs) so i so we debated how the frequency and we decided on three days a week that we could have things. We nobody were all had to home come to anyways. Right. Yeah. And nobody had to come. If two of your kids didn't want to do this activity, they didn't have to. Right. So um, you and I figured out all the different activities we wanted to do. We involved some of the other moms if they were interested in. And it actually was really good turnout. Yeah, we did book reports. Mm-hmm. We Virtual did talent show. Yeah. We did, uh, we played bingo. games like bingo. Yeah. We did the... Um, Drawing. Drawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was storytelling yeah. or finish the story. Yeah. Or, yeah, there was a... And then the Fancy Fridays yeah, where fancy they, Fridays. they got to learn about all these different music acts. Yeah, and I curated um, a different genre each Friday. And so yeah. we did like circus performing one week and we did dance and then another was music. And it was pretty cool. And I think it's pretty cool in that, that they... I mean, my kids didn't really suffer in the stay-at-home order. Right. But... That's because they're probably exhausted from being out all the time. You know, they're probably glad to finally get to be home and do their independent play that they right. never get to yeah. do. Right? You you lived a really busy full schedule life before. Yeah, because it was hit. Disney passes, Sea World passes, Botanical Gardens, Balboa Park. And you Park. use your passes. Oh, I make sure. Yeah, You're not like it's like me. thirty like, times nah, a year. I twice. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, and and then there's also youth group and right. there's all that. So I I feel like it was almost a a relief for them. Yeah, but. One or two of them who's super social really needed those Zooms that we had, the virtual. And then they got to go through this together. Yeah, they did. And And we did a poetry tea time, too. And people made their tables fancy, they Mm -hmm. dressed fancy, and they presented a poem. I mean, it was pretty incredible. It was really rad. We have a blog post about that. We'll link in the show notes. Um, So that ended up being a really unique opportunity was like, oh, our kids actually miss each other. And they got to know each other in a different way Mm -hmm. because of it, because they couldn't break out. Right. There was no breaking out. It Mm -hmm. was all done as one cohesive group. Mm -hmm. So that gave some of the quieter kids an opportunity to have their own moment to be heard and for the other kids to listen to them. Yeah. You know, some of those kids are just like nonstop and they don't actually take in anything from someone else. Right. You know, and as they're getting older, that's happening less and it's getting better. But this was a great opportunity for all those other kids who felt a little bit like on the sidelines. And so I noticed that that changed the dynamic. Then we kind of took the summer off. Mm -hmm. And And then one of our friends said, do we have a co-op anymore? Is this (laughs) even a thing? And we're like, well, yeah. And then we weren't as worried about COVID anymore. Right. It became like, okay, now everyone's back to work, we're in a grocery store, wearing masks. Just be cool. Just be outside. And if you're sick or think someone's sick, just don't come. Yeah. Just be a good person. That was our big rule. Like if you're, if anyone in your family is sick, normally people would still come before COVID and then 
we would pass around colds or whatever. Right. You know, but, the, the old days. Yeah, but it was actually really nice that even colds didn't get passed around totally. because people would stay home. And it was a bummer for their family to miss whatever. Oh, for sure. You know. But we all understood, so there was less pressure like, oh, you got to miss, you got to miss, you know. And I had the toddler who you can't tell if he's got a real cold oh, or yeah. something else. And so I was like, well, I'm out, guys, you know, and that's just the way it was. And that's okay. But um, but that's when our book club started. Yeah, and yeah. We chose book club for that last year. And it ended up that the kids were asking for more. Mm. Oh, when did we have Coop Group again? Yeah. It was the feedback we heard. Mine oh, totally. wasn't necessarily asking for more because we were well, back were, to all of our normal. Yeah. Some of those kids were like, we, we want another Coop Group meeting. Well, like my daughter started asking to do play dates with people who she didn't used to ask to do right. play dates with, that's which so was cool. really nice. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a, I think for our group in particular, coming out of 2020, really bonded the group. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about that more in episode, or in part three of co-ops with how we're choosing to go forward and and how do you know when you grow your group or not grow. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so really we chose the model of of our co-op based on our preferences. Mm -hmm. So really it's what did Jessica and Mandy want to do? I know. And how nice that we have all these wonderful friends that are like, I could go for that. I could do that. Yeah, that sounds great. We really do value their feedback, value their Mm -hmm. interests. But Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, if we're the ones planning the majority of things, mm-hmm. then we're going to kind of do things that we're interested in or we know that our kids will enjoy. And we're doing the most thought about it. Right. You know, right. and and then, and these are the things that we're willing to do right. and lead. And so if someone else wants to come up and say, like we had one of our friends in the co-op say, what I'd like to do some a museum tour. Yeah, or let's things do like it. That. So I'm like, that'd be awesome. So she's going to bring that to our... Right our planning meeting and, right. and maybe she'll have it all planned out or maybe she'll say, Hey, what museums do we want to go do? Does anybody right. have a Babylon park pass? Like, right. exactly. And then she could run with that and then assign us right. stuff. And totally. that, that is the goal. So what, I, when, when we say, you know, we do what we want to do, we mean, what are we willing to contribute? Not mm-hmm. the only things that our coop group is allowed to do. I don't feel like a dictator. I don't feel right. like, Nobody else is allowed to plan anything. In fact, I feel like we try to reiterate every year, please plan things. Yeah. You know, we want to do what you want to do. If your kids want to go here and you think it would be a great group learning Mm -hmm. opportunity, invite the co-op. Yeah, and I I don't know what I don't know. I don't know that I don't know all these other fun activities. I didn't think to go strawberry picking. I just know I'm going to plan you know, an event every other month. Yeah. You know, I, I can't really plan more than that and feel like my heart is in it. Mm-hmm. And so then that means, you know, we need to share. And so if you and I are trading off every other month, then this is what we're going to yeah. do. Well, and that was something else we figured out before you and I were both doing every event. And that was like, we were sharing the load, but it's still more exhausting yeah. because we have to be super thoughtful and discussing and figuring things out together. Whereas if you just have one person in charge, the other one gets to just show up and gets a break. And I think that that makes a difference to me. That was definitely nice. Yeah. We had some moms this past year, especially who maybe weren't totally ready to lead a group on their own, but we're totally chiming in. How can I support you? Yeah. You know, like I don't want to pick a book, but here we go. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and then, you know, things, life just happens. And that's the best part about this group is just being understanding and, and grace giving and knowing that people's lives change. And we're not here to judge or to complain about it. We're here to support you and pick up the slack where we feel like it's necessary. And at the same time, if nothing were to happen, that's also fine. Yeah. It's the way it is. Yeah. You know, I think you and I have high expectations because we view it as a reflection of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, but really at the end of the day, if we didn't have a coop group this month or how yeah, disappointed are our kids, yeah. you know, well, like, then we just might do a play date with one or two people exactly. you know? and that's great. Yeah. So the way that we set it up is really conducive to, to the current leadership, which so far is primarily you and I with input and, um, comments and support from the, the other moms. And I think you you can get more ownership and buy-in from the other moms if they are more part of the planning. And so last sure. year, it was really mm-hmm. nice. We did our our planning meeting, and I, I was like, let's do a book club, 
and here's all the great things of why we could right, do it. Right. And then on and on and on. And then finally I was like, who wants to do the book club? Thumbs up because it's on a Zoom. Right. And they were all like, thumbs up. They right. wanted to do it. Whereas if they had said, no, that's not going to work for us. Like we're right. reading all these other books. Then we could have been like, okay, what about a book club every three months? Right. And and we space it out. And then you guys have other ideas to do the other months. Right. And and we could have gone with that. But sure. people signed up. They, they said they were willing to make sure they read the book. And... Yeah. And it was handled. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and they've had great suggestions. I mean, we tried to even get a, a co-op pet going. I know. I, I was in charge of that one, but, and I let that one oh, go. Oh, girl. I, I don't even put that on you. I think, obviously, while some of us were willing to participate, that's one of those, unless you want the pet, yeah, you're not going to do it. Do you want the class pet all the time? Yeah, no. no. So, and I don't want to have to worry about getting it to someone's house right. either. So it was yeah. a fun idea, but it was just not necessarily a practical one. And who knows? It might resurface later. Probably when they're a little older and when we know for sure. When the start driving themselves. Yeah. Or we know for sure they can handle it, and then we would just bring it to a coop event or yeah. something. And I think the unknown of COVID era was that you didn't know if you are going to get shut down again. So yeah. you could be stuck with that pet for three months, <laughs> and that's not what you signed up for. You know, for those people who were just willing to have it for a month yeah you know because conceivably if you were coming to every coop event this pet could travel yeah, totally except for those really hot days i mean if it's a beta fish out. i yeah. don't even know how that water sloshing around <laughs> everywhere <laughs> we would do Put that in a bag yeah that's fun yeah yeah so i'm not disappointed you know so sometimes we over plan and we overthink things but it's fun you know we did it together we knew who was interested and not and you know it was up to us to to figure it out and yeah and we were gonna have five families going camping right that's a pretty good turnout for camping and we had more interested but already had plans because we chose halloween we, weekends yeah. and some people already have their annual Halloween plans. Yeah. So it would be nice to do it again. You know, we need to put that on the agenda. Yeah. Pick a see, weekend for we, that. Yeah. And yeah. so we'll tell you more about our agenda in the next. Oh episode. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, that's just kind of how our, our coop group is and we adore we love it. Group. And now, like I said, in a previous podcast, two out of three of my kids picked that as one of their two or three highlights of the year. Right. Was the Coop it's Group event. Super events. cool. And yeah. this year in particular was pretty spectacular. I think I might I mentioned it on here. My daughter, she was sad that the book club was oh, yeah. gonna be over mm-hmm. because I think she liked the experience of of reading it together Mm -hmm. um, because it's the shared learning. So the shared shared learning, learning, but it's not this huge commitment. I mean, most of these books could be read in on a car, couple car rides, you know, for an audio book or in two sittings. Totally, you know, it wasn't a a huge feat. Yeah. So in our next episode, we're going to reveal our our theme idea for this year. And um, at the recording of this, we won't have had um, our meeting to tell our other co-op moms yet. Yeah, we will. Not of the filming of this. We're oh, gonna, oh yeah, yeah. We're filming this in the next yeah. few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but by the airing of it, we'll already have yeah. presented it and yeah. you know, know if we're doing that theme or yeah. not. So I'm excited to reveal that to you guys. So you guys are going to get all of our pre-planning discussion, essentially, yeah. Yeah. or at least some of it. But um, a lot of thought goes into it. You and I have our own conversations, and then we have conversations with the other moms because we do want their buy-in. I don't, I don't want... Yeah, I wouldn't want to, to show a group for they something. don't want. I know. <laughs> That's not my goal. Yeah. And like you said, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what they would find fun because yeah. I probably just didn't even think of it. It's not that I don't want no, to do yeah. it. We have I our... just didn't think of it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm a dance teacher. You know, like I know what I'm good at and mm-hmm. I know what I'm comfortable leading and doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but there's plenty. Like I'm I'm not going to pick a hike. Yeah, it's and not I my think, thing. I think for the book club too, it started off. I think I was like, let's do a book club, but I think I was thinking of a series like Magic School yeah, Bus or right. Magic Treehouse, right. and then it's that it just shows what a nice balance we are because then you were like, ah, not everyone's gonna want to do Magic Treehouse, right? But what about doing classic books like Mouse and the Motorcycle, right. Black Beauty, right? Or even Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. We did. Um, I'm trying to think of classics that we did because well, some of them weren't classics. Eat, or fried worms. Or fried worms. Eat, what is it? Eat fried worms. That one's an old classic. Yeah, so we did get some of the classics in right. there. We got a variety. Yeah. We debated running The Hobbit, and then we decided oh, yeah. not to. So that was actually going to be the kickoff, and it ended up being poetry instead, yeah. which yeah. was super neat. And then um, 
But it would be definitely fun to do that whole series. Like, what is that, four books? It would be fun to do that when the kids are older. The Fellowship, the whole series, like The the Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Like, to do it when they're older. Yeah, would be pretty cool. Oh, I yeah, I think that would be a special electives unit. It would those, be those yeah. other books are long. The Hobbit is totally that's true doable. Yeah. I think as a one off book club thing, but yeah, the other ones are definitely you got to be committed. Yeah, that's true. That's what I was thinking. Older, like when the teenagers are yeah, reading them themselves. But I wouldn't. Yeah, it would have to be you know. But again, by the time our kids are older, yeah. we imagine that this group is going to change. And this was actually a big thing that we discussed um, at our retreat retreat and planning meeting was um, growing. And we loved the unique flow of this group this past year and how mm-hmm. dedicated um, the majority of the group was. And so it was this really... Yeah. delicate conversation of do we just keep it like this do we let it ride one more year yeah when it's super special as it is why would you want to cause any ripple it's just you know? nice because we're just small enough that you can do something at, at someone's house you know and and barely barely yeah so a lot and of, then a lot just big enough that you get the the real benefit of these group activities yeah. and so it's this really unique setup and we don't always have to break off you know, but I, I, one of my arguments for writing it out one more year is we have a bunch of younger siblings in this group. And so eventually there's going to be a little bit of a split. We're going to yeah. have to offer things to two unique age mm-hmm. groups, you know, or average age groups, because while we could all do an animal park yeah, field trip, that even that's the, fine. the moms and the teenagers the, right. might go off. Right. And then the moms with the littles would all be in the the, little playground area. When the average age of the group is becoming 12 and 13, Mm -hmm. what they're going to need or be willing to spend time outside of the house doing Mm -hmm. is going to be a little bit different than than six-year-olds who could keep doing the old version of the coop Right, yeah. And so there's this idea that this this co-op... We might either either have two separate co-ops that some of us who have two very different age mm-hmm. groups to, to deal with, I'll have to be a part of two. Yeah. Or we have this idea of it's going to eventually become this elective style. You mm-hmm. know, you've got one parent who wants to host a, a monthly craft thing. You yeah. have one parent who's going to teach a monthly science lab. Yeah. Anything is the topic. And, you know. Yeah. And you could also do it where... Um, Let's say it was the pumpkin patch. The teenagers could definitely have fun at the punk, pumpkin totally. patch in the hay maze right. and stuff. And then the little ones would right. have, you know. But they don't so, want the workbook that we created yeah, no. for the eight-year-olds. But, but you know? yeah, but so, they so can you would just do come. two different yeah. things, but every all the moms could still be together. But it won't be like that for every time. I mean, right. if you're going to a playground every time, eventually right. the teens are going to just be sitting not on going. the tables. Waiting. Right. And that's definitely not what we want. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to buy into that for my older child. Right. We've got two. Or they have things. their book club discussion. Right. And the littles are playing on the playground. Right. You know? And so that's the thing is you have to have kind of two separate parents sort of organizing the things. Yeah, you would. Because, the older and the yeah, younger. Um, because we didn't end up liking yeah. just the play dates for the little. Well, anyway, and we tried you know? that for the book club even. We had a picture. When there was yeah. a chapter book, we had a picture book to go along with it. And the picture book didn't really get addressed. Like, the, I yeah. think the, the littles are still too little yeah. to even... You know, and and they didn't care to be part of any discussion. Right. So the picture book didn't actually matter unless right. that was the primary book. Right. Which for a couple it was. Yeah, yeah. like the crayon man and the the crayon man and the day and the Christmas crayons. Crayon crayons. I feel like I'm a British person trying to talk in in a Did I ever American call you English out on the podcast about it because yeah, for the crayon. longest time I was googling K R A N Z crayons. Yeah. The day the crayons quit. What? Yeah, no. It's crayons. 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 It's like you're not from California. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's how British people talk when they're trying to do an American accent. Right, right. Crayons. Like crayons. Right, they over-enunciate yeah. syllable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we we definitely know that our group is going to have to change. And talking about that was really fun. And at that point, it makes perfect sense to grow the group because you're going to need more leaders because you're going to need more things. And then more things are going to be elective, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then maybe you do have your giant camp 
ground where everybody's coming and, and yeah. then you get to see all the people from our original coop group and yeah. you know and all of that stuff and that doesn't mean we're not all good friends still but we know that people come and go and so it's important not to have such an exclusive group that in five years there's only three of us I know and then it's not really a group yeah. and serving people in that way although I'll still value our friendships yeah that's what I was like right. on the. Uh, right, right. I was just like, as long as nobody moves away, right. So if you know you're moving, then you better find your replacement I, I now. Know, I know. No, but <laughs> we we try to make sure that we are comfortable with our group changing, mm-hmm. and we don't know what it's going to look like. So it's hard to know if we're making the right decision now. However, we just have to go based on feeling and mm-hmm. then asking the group. And so, well, yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the solidifier is how does right. everyone else feel? Right. So, um, yeah, well, we're going to tell you about that next. Um, but I think that, that kind of, I don't know. I feel like we just right. talked about it. Oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. We're going into the real, oh. we're going to lay out the planning for them. Okay. All right. So I think we're good talking about our coop group, right? Yeah. Do we have a question? Uh, yeah, we do. So it's time for the Coop, Coop Q&A, Q&A where, where we, we answer your, your questions. questions. Look at this. <laughs> um, if you have a question you want answered, you can contact us through our podcast page on the website and filling out the form. or At thecoophomeschool.com. Yeah, or you can email us, mamahens at thecoophomeschool.com. Okay, today's question is, any ideas to help my seven-year-old remember how to spell words? Ooh. You've got a curriculum, I think, that is, like, exactly that. Well, okay, so here's the thing. My curriculum oh, is yeah. you spell with your fingers, mm-hmm. and you just sound it out. And if and so there's no memorizing of right. any spelling. And over time, and I think it's precious seeing how they they hear things yeah Yeah. sometimes it's supposed to be a th but in their head it's an f and it's precious seeing that right and i'm not going to correct that right they don't have to they're seven right they don't have to spell that right no are they are they able to translate sounds into something you know Mm -hmm. so whether they hear it wrong or not is almost irrelevant Mm -hmm. are they able to take what they think they hear and put it on paper yeah and it's not I, i feel like and then when they see it on paper are they able to sounded out knowing their phonograms so right. there's no memorizing or remembering needed if over time you see progress right. and over time by the time they're nine you I mean just using my own kids as an example she's been sounding out things for so long that now it's only the really big words that I don't even know how to right. spell that I you know that I need check for yeah I need my my red underline to tell me how to spell it right. you know and and then that takes the pressure off, and your kid can just enjoy writing words. My kids have post-its in their bedroom. They At night, they love writing me notes and putting the post-its on my door or sliding it under when they, they say, I don't feel loved by you because I told them to go to bed. <laughs> or, or a picture of their eyes crying. And then saying, I love you. Right. Oh, man. I, I mean, I didn't go in for the 10th time. So, you know. But, Evil. Yeah. Evil. So that's gone That's gone way down, though, right, in the past, right, right. you know, five months probably. But but the post-its were they, where they got their most practice, totally. actually. Yeah. And, and then over time, you can see those post-its just getting better and better and the typing getting better right. and better. And and. It, there's nothing I need to do for that. Right. What's cool is when my daughter started writing more and started using um, Google Docs, you know, a word processing program to write, it would show her what was wrong mm-hmm. and not always would it offer a suggestion. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know how to work it to go look it up and change it. So if it was really incorrect and not giving her a suggestion, she had to either ask or figure it out. You know, she could look in a dictionary. Mm-hmm. You know, we're working on that skill to, to do it. But, I mean, really, you I a, think... You own a dictionary? We own several, yeah. Oh, my goodness. We own the um, rhyming dictionary for oh. song lyrics and poetry. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So it rhymes sounds, like end sounds of words. Oh, you need to link so if you're that. Doing, link that on the yeah, show notes. So if, you're, if your lyric is excitation, you know, oh, yeah. then it, you would look up shun... 
and it would show you all the other words that end in shun. And so you can write. That's so Lin-Manuel. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we do have several physical dictionaries. Well, I looked up Encyclopedia Britannica because I thought that would be neat to have a whole whole shelf of Britannicas, of encyclopedias, as references. Oh, no. Those things are so... Still two thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah, and I mean more $50 than fifty dollars per been. book. Yeah, it was more than Joey on Friends who bought V. I think. Oh, he did. <laughs> he bought just oh, one letter. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> oh, my he word. bought one letter, and so he would try to act smart, and all he could talk about was Vesuvius, you know, uh, or volcanoes, or you how know. funny. That's all. He it's knew. so funny you said Vesuvius. I don't know. Well, Sufjan Stevens has a song called Vesuvius. Oh, yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. I will link that. No, I'm just kidding. I'll <laughs> link that on our podcast, Vesuvius. Uh, um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think my daughter, through repetition of using words, right. learns them and understands them. Mm-hmm. And when she sees them, and it just takes time, like you yeah. said. So, to me, there's no reason a seven-year-old needs to remember anything unless they're not spelling their name correctly. Yeah, maybe you their know? name. If there's if there's things that actually concern you, but otherwise, I don't think that it's expected that kids need to remember words. Or, I mean, I suppose you would think that they'd remember how to spell cat. So I guess I need more information to make a better statement, but mostly... But it's still, if they have the phonics, then they can go cat. And it right. might be a K or a C, but right. over time it would become a C right. organically and naturally. Right. But if you're doing sight words where you're not teaching them phonics and you're just having them memorize, right. then that is the question. Right. How do you get them to remember? Because I have a hard time memorizing stuff too. Right. I, I You tell me. I'd right. like to know because right. yeah. I when I was teaching, I always wrote tomorrow and tomorrow's homework or tomorrow's whatever. I do not know if it was two M's or two R's. And almost every day I had to, because the board got clean because someone else used my my room too, I I would have to look it up. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I still couldn't tell you. Well, it's probably two R's. I'm guessing it's two Two R's. R's. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't have it memorized either. Right. And I don't see it, or I I can't spell it unless I see it. Yeah. So I, I could say that I'm pretty sure it's one M, but you'd have to spell it. But as a teacher... Are you really going to go spell it wrong and then go, oh, that's definitely not it? Yeah. Just kidding, guys. You know, <laughs> I know. And go spell it right? No, you're going to look it up because you have a lot of pressure there. Yeah. To get it right oh, the first totally. time. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, all that to say, we don't think it's really important that a seven year old is remembering how to spell words unless there's something that leads you to think that it's not developmentally on target you know if there's something that leads you to think that they're just really not picking up something or you know then it's time to maybe look around dig deeper into possible I usually it's not dyslexia there's dysgraphia you know are they getting d's and b's mixed up because that's actually really common and it's not especially with sticks and circles right exactly so it just really depends on your approach to it altogether Mm -hmm. yeah all right well this was uh, part two. That was our fun. <laughs> Talking about how awesome our coop group is yeah. and how much we love, love the people in it. And and it, it just shows how far we've come and how much we've learned totally. by just doing it. Yeah. You just, you just do, do it. it. And it, and then you'll you'll find out what works and doesn't work. And hopefully totally. you pick people who have endurance in their hearts right. to say, I'm going to try it again. I'm not right. going to just give up on it because my that kid had a couple me. bad experiences right. or sad experiences or whatever. Yeah. So... All right. Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing, and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.